the pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Carl Stutzman here. Good to have you with us on this Thursday. We have had an amazing week full of amazing women around Elkhart uh, talking about the things that they do and uh, me heaping praise on them even though they don't want to take it. So I'm going to do that for one more person, and that is the director of the Elkhart Public Library, uh, Lisa Carreño. Lisa, it is so good to have you on the program not only because we have known each other kind of at a, at a very basic level now for probably about mm, six, seven years, uh, but because you really have done some amazing things in your time in Elkhart County and, and, in, and in Elkhart. So thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored and, and a little bit, um, uh, a, a little bit uh, bashful. Most people would not say I'm a bashful person, if you know me. But when you when you say done amazing things, I right away sort of recoil and say, well, I just I just try to do what I can. Um, and I have a lot of amazing people helping me do whatever it is that we do here at the library. Um, I've been here at Elkhart Public Library. Um, I'm in my seventh year, and um, and the time has just flown. And we have done a lot of new things and have done a lot of uh, uh, gathering of community input about what kinds of things the community needs us to do. And, um, and we've, we've, I, I don't want to say we've restructured, but we've added some very important elements to, uh, to our infrastructure to help us come up with programming and services and get the word out there about programming and services. Uh, much more so than in the past, um, you know, in this day and age when everybody's got a cell phone and everybody's got 3,000 different things, ways to distract themselves, you really need to get your message out there. Hey, look what we've got. Come and and come virtually or come physically uh, and and see what we have that we can offer you to inspire you, to delight you, to inform you, to empower you. And getting that message out there uh, is more important than ever. And we've got some great folks doing that. Um, well, be- before we go too much further down that rabbit hole, because I I, I have yes. a limited amount of time I can talk to you. I oh, actually I, brought I mean, you on the show to talk about yourself because the library is great. And we talk to Trevor about that all the time. So we'll let him fill us in on the rest of it. Because I know. Oh, yeah. I know you love Much Trevor. Better than I am. But I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted I wanted to talk to you about you. Um I was going through the background and it's funny because, you know, we, we know each other because your daughter went through the same speech and debate program at Concord that I went through and we kind of met in judging and doing things like that. Um, I didn't know your background story. I didn't realize that you were living in Madison. You were on the cover of a magazine. You were getting national (laughs) attention for your work. And then suddenly you decided to move to Elkhart County. So, I mean, I know I know this is going to be hard to ask for the short version, but how in the world did you end up from a big market in Madison all the way to Elkhart? Um, I think the key was saying, oh, I'd never do that. I'd never move to Goshen. Never say never, because 10 years ago I said I'd never work in a public library, and here I am. So never say never. Um, well, I my parents moved to Goshen in 81, at a time when I was transferring to Goshen College from another college. Before that, we had all lived in South Texas, and that's where I had spent my youth. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born in Chicago, spent my childhood in in inner city Denver. Then we moved to South Texas. And then 
just coincidentally, when I transferred to Goshen College in 81, my dad decided to go back to college to get a degree that he had never finished. So he and I were students together at Goshen College for one year. And then my mom decided to go back to college and finish her elementary education degree. So they stayed here. I went to college here. And then I went off to New Hampshire for six years and then Madison for 10 years. Um, and so my college town was also where I would come back to see my parents. Mm -hmm. So I'd go, go home, which was never really home. Um, and during this time, every time I would come back to visit or come here to visit my parents, I would notice changes in, in Goshen, especially because that's where my parents live, that, that were like, wow, this is different from when I was a student here. Most remarkably, I would see more and more Latinos. And that was good because I grew up in, in two different barrios, an inner city barrio in Denver, Colorado, Mexican-American neighborhood, and then, uh, uh, and then a, a semi-rural barrio on the outskirts of Alice, Texas when we moved there. My dad is from Mexico. I've grown up, you know, straddling these two worlds as being bicultural. And so I would come back to Goshen and I'd see more Latinos. I'd say, that, wow, this feels more like how I grew up. You know, Goshen, Goshen might be okay, but I still didn't think about moving here. Um, after I ended up on the cover of Inc. magazine while I was living in Madison and working as a corporate librarian, and it was, I won't even get into how, how all that came about, but it was was touting my my unique job as a corporate librarian and the and the the cover story was the smartest little company in America. And you know, I tell people don't don't believe everything you read. I wasn't I wasn't all that. But it was a definitely was a unique position. Well, my alma mater Goshen came calling when they saw that cover and said, Will you come and do a, a convocation and visit some classes? You know, alumna makes good. So I said, sure, I'll come and do that. And uh, did that. And within a week of that visit, I got a call from uh, the uh, multicultural education dean or vice president of multicultural education who had invited me. And he said, the library director here is, 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 is retiring. And it was the library director under whom I had worked as a student worker mm -hmm. in the library. He's retiring. You should reply. And I was like, no. I love my job in Madison. I was just on the cover of Ink Magazine. I love my job here. I love Madison. I've lived here for 10 years. At that point, that was the longest I had ever lived anywhere. Um, and so he said, oh, okay, well, then a couple months later, I get a call from the from the academic dean who's heading the search committee. Same thing. Would you consider, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and, I, and I talked to Sonny, my husband, about it, who was teaching at the time. And we were both like, no, we, we both like Madison. Uh, well, I loved Madison. He had moved there from Dallas, Texas, and, you know, born and raised in Texas. He was just just barely getting getting used to being ribbed by Green Bay Packer fans. But he, you know, he felt like, okay, you know, we're settled here. And the third time I got a call, again, from the dean, I, I said, I don't know, there was just this part of me that said, well, let's just go visit. Let's just go see what the job is about. So we came and... Sonny got three interviews, like, before I even finished my interview at Goshen College. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, because male, Latino, uh, teacher who had taught bilingual ed and ENL and music and mm -hmm. all subjects at all levels. Um, and then with my parents being here, and we were we were somewhat newlyweds, but but older. I was, like, 38, I think. And we knew we wanted to start a family, and we came here, and during the interview at Goshen College, I was just 
I was just completely sort of, I wasn't nervous. I was just completely myself because, hey, what did I have to lose? I wasn't really interested in this job. And doggone it, if they didn't like it and offer me the job. And I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> I've never been an academic library director before. Um, but they, I guess they wanted the approach that I had to librarianship, um, which, I, which has um, been a, a running theme throughout my career, which is you got to prove your value every day. If you are not valuable to your users in your community, if you are not, and if you are not proving that value, then, then you have no, you have no right taking, taking the financial support that allows you, your, your library to exist. And in a, in a corporate environment, um, that's especially true. There's no intrinsic value to having a library. You got to contribute to the bottom line or you're not going to be there. So I took that approach to, to running an academic library and said, okay, we can't just keep doing what we've always been doing. The world is changing, education's changing. How can we contribute? And we ended up co-teaching classes. We ended up um, offering services that went deeper than simply having a, a building full of books. I mean, libraries have never just been buildings full of books, but we really, we really pushed being out in the academic community. Then when, uh, when I applied for this job at Elkhart Public Library, um, it was a very similar situation where I wasn't really interested at, at first when, when I heard that the director was retiring and I, and I talked to somebody, one of my colleagues at Goshen uh, College Library, and I'd been there 14 years and I had led some study service terms in Nicaragua. I was doing co-teaching. I, I, I had expanded my horizons quite a bit and was really um, felt like this is, yeah, this is my place. This is my onda, as we say in Spanish, my thing. Um, and at first I was like, mm, you couldn't pay me enough to work in a public library. You got all kinds of problems, you know, all, all of the all of the symptoms of our societal ills you see in the public library. <laughs> um, and, and like I said, never say never. Uh, a few months later, I got a call. I got several calls from people who had worked here who said, you really ought to just apply, you know? They, yeah. It, it, the the library is at a place where they could use someone with your outlook. And I was like, really? Okay, so I'll apply. And I um, I interviewed two days before I left for uh, three and a half months in Nicaragua, leading my final uh, group of students in a study service term there. And I said, you know, okay, I'll interview, um, but I wouldn't be able to start until August. And this was like in March and they needed somebody in June. I said, I won't be able to start till August. I'll be out of country and uh, a month and a half later, they called me uh, in Nicaragua and offered me the job and said, we'll wait for you to come in August. And so here I came, here I was. So um, it, was a, it was a steep, steep learning curve uh, because public librarianship, yeah, it, it's public. Um, going from a private academic institution uh, to public and publicly funded um, there are a lot of hoops to jump through, bureaucratic hoops um, and, and uh, you know, state regulations, pu pu municipal, I, let me say local government, which is what, what we are, municipal corporation, which is, a, which is local government, um, is subject to regulation from about five different uh, um, state agencies, you know, from the State Board of Accounts to the Department of Local Government Finance to the Indiana State Library. Um, just all kinds of things that you have to be aware of that nobody would, who's not in this office or in uh, an upper level position in one of these agencies 
would have any ideas going on behind the scenes. But we, we need to be good, good stewards of taxpayer dollars. So it's been a steep learning curve, but I am happy to be here. Well, I would say that uh, the uh, the library has gone through a lot of changes since you got here, and I would love to dissect it further. We're out of time, uh, so. Oh my I, goodness! <laughs> I, I I love I love your story. I love what you've done. You've done great things. You, I mean, we got to meet you know via watching your daughter grow up. You you've got an amazingly talented young woman that you've raised. So I mean, you're a fantastic steward for the community. You definitely withhold through your own values that that you kind of hold yourself to so thank you for joining the show and we will talk again very soon i promise i hope so because there's a lot of good stuff going on in elkhart that i'd love to talk about um some of which i'm involved in that you know transcends the library um that i that i'd I'd love to talk about some more so yes i'll come on again and talk some more lisa carino she is your uh director of the elkhart public library just so much to dissect in there and uh, we'll look forward to talking to her again all right we got more coming up as we oh you're very welcome we got more coming up as we continue our women of elkhart series on the heart podcasts by federated media Podcasts by Federated Media.